Welcome, welcome everyone. This is episode one of Paul's Advice on All Things Life. I'm your host, Paul Travis. Before we begin the typical sassiness you've all become accustomed to, I want to give a shout out to all of my fans. Thank you all so much for making this blog a huge success because now we are a podcast. It's an honor to know you all enjoy my input on your lives and send in many questions. It's a huge mission of mine to make sure every single one of you can live a very successful life being you and to have the self-confidence one needs to achieve it all. Let's get down to business. Today's topic, I've chosen career. I feel many of us get lost or even find so many roadblocks on our journey to becoming who we want to be. At times, we find ourselves doubting our greatest strengths because of naysayers are due to the amount of dead ends we are hitting. How many of you have been there? I know I have. But one thing I have never doubted was my art. And that really kept me going, no matter what or who stood in my way. I'm a very stubborn guy. And if I put my mind to something, I will achieve what's in my heart. Same goes for all of you. You all could do the same thing. Even if you don't believe it right now. I always make a joke that I may be in my early 20s, but I feel mentally like I'm in my 30s. Before I was able to transition into a full-time artist, I worked at a place I will call the Devil's Chamber. Girl, did they test my nerve to the damn core of my entire being. The bosses were so cocky and acted entitled. I always found myself in some sort of trouble. I did work hard and, you know, I know I don't like being told what to do, but it was the tone that they used. But what really triggered that diva inside was the way I was treated. I haven't the slightest clue what their main goal was to go ahead and behave in such a manner that was actually like immature on their end because it didn't work. Let me give you a few examples. For instance, I was definitely the socialite that would go talk to everyone and entertain them. Not only was I working 10 hour days, I was working extra hard on making what I really wanted a reality. Something that really sticks out at me was towards the end of my time there, after confronting them multiple times, I was told it's my perception to the reason why I feel that way. That was basically their excuse for treating me like I was worthless. The highest in command of the section I worked in, girl, she was batshit crazy, let me tell you. 
Lord have the mercy. One minute she's so kind to you and then she's off talking shit. It's like you're so fake. No matter what seat I sat in, I was always surrounded by a group of bosses. This time I was a few, you know, feet away from her office when I heard my name. And I heard her say, what did that whippersnapper say? For those of you who don't know what a whippersnapper is, it means a young person who annoys older people by being very confident and acting like someone important. I was like, who does she think she is? The hell out of here. Then another time, a new guy was interning and I gave him advice to help him and he had a degree and I was only certified. He was telling her my kind advice and you know what she said? Oh, don't listen to him. You're different. You have a degree. He doesn't. Those did hurt my feelings because I was always so kind, respectful, hardworking, and dedicated, even though it was something I didn't want to do. Those insults really pissed me off, but they also gave more drive to my ambition. And for that, I'm very grateful. One of their biggest conspiracies with me was that I wrote at my desk, meaning I was working on my book. And they were right. I was. I just wasn't stupid enough to get caught. And they couldn't find anything on me that was until I had a new supervisor who was a little weasel. He reminded me of the kid from recess who had the hunched over back and would go tell the principal on everyone. And he ran into that office so fast and I could hear him and I was just like, oh my God, get a grip on life. For a little while, it did take the pressure off of him because I know from what I recall, he was under a lot of stress and the bosses loved when they could, you know, like intimidate others. But I'm not easily intimidated. I worked the early shift, which started at 6 a.m. I was given a new supervisor, which I was writing an email to. The highest in command must have came in early that day. I sensed eyes behind me, and I turned around, and she was staring at my computer screen. And I looked at her and I said, would you like to read what I'm writing? And so I called her over and she came. And it was quite funny because I actually had her shaken up. They love to cause a scene. Before I requested a sea change, I and my best friend about a dinner plan we had that night. Her boss was at her desk and saw it. She marched her way over to my desk in her little pipsqueak voice. She said, you know, you're a disturbance to my, to my team. And I looked at her as her face was turning red. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry if I offended you. You didn't offend me. And I'm also telling your boss. And she meant the highest in command, the one who called me a whippersnapper. 
Granted, this was at the end of the day. It was just ridiculous, but she did, I'm not gonna lie, make me cry because I had a panic attack. So many people witnessed it and I was getting asked questions after questions and it took me off guard. And I do have anxiety and sometimes when things like that happen, it triggers, you know, certain emotions in me. And at the end of the day, everyone took her side. I was really at my breaking point and I couldn't wait to just leave that place behind. I was so close to making everything happen that I loved. And if I had to change a job at that moment, it would really set me back. So I held on. I'm gonna skip over a few events to when my seat moved. And this is basically the last showdown I had with them. I was caught I am in my one friend. And here comes the highest in command, causing a scene like always, saying, are you guys talking about me? She and I had shared a few words then back and forth in front of everyone. I saw her go over to my supervisor and I heard what they were saying, so I, I am my supervisor. I know what you're saying. I can hear you, which is what I said. And you know, she slammed her damn keyboard like she was about to do something to me, came over to my desk and was like, well, we are pulling all of your records, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, go ahead. Everything that I have to say, I will say it to your face. Not much longer was I finally free from the devil's chamber. There's a lot more I can share, but I did put more details into my memoir about that part of my life. If anything, the moral of this is don't allow anyone to ever make you feel like you're less than anything but perfect. We all have flaws, but we are all perfect because of it. Don't give up on your dreams because you feel you can't escape somewhere. Just understand there are so much lessons to be learned in those moments and you find them. And when you do, you will pull yourself to the career that you've always dreamed about. And even if you don't know what it is yet, you will find it. Trust me. I promise you that. Well, that's it for today. I picked five questions from fans and I basically summarized all of them into this story that I told. Remember, happiness is yours. And thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time.